0: When I was growing up, I really loved Shabbos, but maybe not for the right reason. Because when I, my friends used to all come and hang out, and we would play sports. All Shabbos long, we would all play football and soccer and everything. It was, the whole afternoon was so much fun. My dad was a quarterback, I was a wide receiver. I loved it. But the thing is, I was also a frumi and I started reading Svarim. And I saw that maybe some of you have seen this, that the Sephardim say mm, it's not really in the spirit of Shabbos to be spending your whole Shabbos playing sports. Wait, what age were really? you? This was in, when I was 14, in the beginning of high school. So I started having this struggle. And I was a in, in New York, in Brooklyn. And I started asking myself, ah, spirit of Shabbos, what's going on here? Do these rabbis want to make Shabbos a prison? You know, like, why can't I just enjoy Shabbos? I'm enjoying Shabbos, playing football. Why do I, what's the problem? Okay, that was, that was my issue that I struggled with all high school long, trying to figure that, this issue out. Maybe other people have struggled with it on, I want to go to the beach on Shabbos. I want to go hang out. I don't, you know, I don't know why there's so many restrictions, so many laws on Shabbos. Muksa 39 Malachos. Why can't we just enjoy? Right? This is a question that many people have um, about Shabbos, and I think in order to understand the answer to that question, we have to understand what is the goal of Shabbos and what's, what's Shabbos really supposed to be in an ideal world, and then we can go back to that question. Sounds good? Okay. So every is, many people have a custom to sing. Which means, God is our soulmate. Yedid nefesh. We have a loving marriage relationship with the Kaddish Baruch, or at least we should. We are yearning to or abdecha, to run to do your will. Okay, that's what Shabbos is supposed to be about. It's about this marriage relationship. Similarly, in our Friday night davening, we all know, we accept Shabbos upon ourselves when we say, Bohe Kala, Bohe Kala. We say, Come, Queen, come, my bride. The Kala. Right? We turn back towards the back of the shul and we say, We're welcoming you in the Kala. What are we welcoming in? We're welcoming in Shabbos. Or some explain, We're welcoming in the Shekhinah. Okay, this, this might be a little confusing. Shabbos is one of the names of Hashem. Okay, you can't say Shabbat Shalom in a bathroom because Shabbos is one of the names of God, which means that Shabbos is one of the characteristics of God. It's one way which God is. You you're not supposed to say Shabbat Shalom in a bathroom. So also, Shabbat Shalom is one of the names of God, so you shouldn't say that. Why? How do we know? How do we know Shalom? We can't speak. I'm, I'm basing on the Gemara, the Gemara and it's so Where to it say? Maybe saying Shabbos wouldn't be as bad as Shabbat. But ideally, you wouldn't say Shabbos or Shalom, as far as I remember. I can, I'll double-check this if I'm, I'm not making a mistake. Because Shabbos is one of the manifestations of a Gaddish Baruch Hu. So I'm going to be using Shabbos and Hashem interchangeably as per our tradition. Like just like you're, you're welcoming Shabbos in, but you're also welcoming the Shekhinah, the feminine aspect of God. I'm not going to plunge too much into the Kabbalah this Shabbos, but just take that for granted right now that Shabbos is, is when I say we're greeting Shabbos, I'm saying we're also greeting Hashem and his, his presence is expressed in a particular type of way on Shabbos. Okay, but we find this throughout the literature, throughout our liturgy, that Shabbos is called the bride. Okay? In fact, um, in Source Bet, uh, the Midrash says, that gives the following analogy. A king made a bridal chamber, which he plastered, painted, and adorned. Now what did the bridal chamber lack? A bride to enter it. Similarly, what did the universe lack? God created the world six days, and what's it missing? The Shabbos. So again, clearly, what's the Midrash saying? What is the Shabbos? Analogized for it is the bride, the Kala. It's getting married, every Shabbos is a wedding, and we're getting married to Shabbos Kodesh. Okay, are we getting married to Shabbos or Shabbos? that's a, that's what I'm saying. It's a little bit of both. Okay, it's a little bit confusing. Every Shabbos, every Shabbos is a wedding. Shabbos Shabbos is the bride. Okay, and we, the Jewish people, including you guys, are the groom. It's a little confusing like that. I know, but that's the analogy. We go out and greet the bride, and, and it's not me making this up. It's, we do this every Shabbos. Boi, kala, boi, kala. And you guys go and greet the, 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 the kala because you are symbolizing the Jewish people are the groom going and greeting the bride. You're bowing to receive within yourself the, the energy of the kala. The idea of bowing specifically is, is based on the rizal. And uh, the a Kabbalist. and the idea of Kabbalat Shabbat of going and greeting Shabbos was actually invented in Sfat by Roshlomo uh, Alkabitz and and the students of the Arizal who would go and greet Shabbos with song and dance. It's mentioned in the Gemara, but it was popularized in the 16th century in Sfat. Yes. You have a question, or you just yeah. Not aware. Never heard of that. I read in the Rizal, he himself talks about that that was, that was one of the customs that he would bow to receive the energy. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe there's other customs. Yeah? I don't know. I, I don't think it's a sin one way or the other. Whatever you do is fine. Okay. So, and in fact, that explains the Pussek. We say this in our davening, the goal of the heavens and the earth. This beautiful wedding, which is supposed to be happening every Shabbos. By the way, all, maybe you've heard of the uh, idea of saying yeah, yeah. together with another person. Have you heard that idea? The Gemara says, and when you say Vayichulu, with another person, all of your sins are erased. That's what the Gemara says. When you say Vayichulu, like we say in Kiddush, <laughs> it's a pasuk in gracious of when God created uh, Shabbos. So all of your sins are Erased, so to speak. So my okay, idea. so it's <laughs> in the city, In you with another person. So what's the idea? Some the Svas Emes, a Hasidic master, explains that we all know that there's one day a year when all of your sins are erased. Yom Kippur is one day, and that's during that's the one day a year. But one day oh. besides for Yom Kippur, where in, in your your wedding day. And so every Shabbos is a little bit of a wedding day, and therefore, when you're saying vayichulu, it's like you're under the wedding canopy, and your sins are getting erased because it's like a wedding is that day. One of the or not? I didn't bring it. I should have, right? But you'll know, trust me. The Svas, Emes, the 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 Hasidic master, brings this idea that when every time you say vayichulu, it's like a wedding, and that's why all your sins get erased. Because maybe I'll bring it another day. The yeah. Okay. Now, I want to jump into this. I want to jump into this a little bit and say, very nice, very beautiful, very poetic. We can all go ha- happy. Shabbos is a wedding. But what does it mean that we are married to Shabbos? What does that really mean? So, in order to understand that, I want to move us to source Gimel, Beresius Raba. another beautiful midrash. Yes? Just sorry. Why does Vayuhulu have to do that? It? No, it's when you say that, that chapter, Vayuchula, Shemaim Haaretz, so you are testifying that God created the world and he also created Shabbos. At the end of that paragraph, you have you create the Shabbos, and that's why there's a custom of doing two people together. It's just a I custom. It's, it's, it's not saying it together. It's a custom. It's not a halacha. It's a, it's a cute thing because you're testifying like witnesses. Uh, to God's creation of the world and His creation of Shabbos. And at that moment, when you're testifying that God created the world, you're embracing Shabbos. So that's like a little bit of a a wedding. And so that's one explanation of why there's a a degree of catharsis which is happening. (laughs) Sorry? When you say it. Now again, it doesn't mean you can be an axe murderer and then like, it's okay, I'll say Bechut and it's all good. You know, in the 13 minutes of mean then you're... no, no. It's, it, there's an idea coming, being expressed by the rabbi, that there's a certain purity, there's a certain purification happening here that you can tap into a certain level of tshuva when you say vayachulu. It's not a, you know, card, you can just do whatever you want, and it's all good. There is a returning to God, a, a tshuva, which is happening at that moment, just like at a wedding. Okay? Now, Barathe's rabba, the following beautiful midrash is brought down. Ani Rabbi, Bar Rabbi Bar says, Shabbos, Shabbos says before Hashem, Master of the World, lekulan yesh benzu. Everybody has a soulmate. Vili in benzu, but me, poor Shabbos, I don't have a, a soulmate. Shabbos, Shabbos comes before the Kadish Baruch Hu, as a I don't have a soulmate. I'm really sad. So what's the Rabbi Shimma is the one bringing this down. Oh. He's quoting it. He's mentioned in the Gemara. He's very connected to Shabbos. He's even nicknamed Shabbos. And he's, he's giving a parable. He's giving a midrash. He's telling us a story. He's saying, Shabbos comes before Hashem and says, I don't have a soulmate. Hashem says, Knesset Yisrael Ki Ben Zugecha. The Jewish people are your soulmate. Okay? So again, Hashem says, you know who your soulmate is? The Jewish people are your soulmate. And when the Jewish people stood at Har Sinai, the master of the world said, Remember the matter that I told the Shabbos? The Jewish people are your soulmate remember Shabbos to sanctify on a simple level but kadcho is also related to the word kidushin which is the first stage in marriage okay betrothal right there's kidushin and then nisuin which are the two stage two, two main stages of marriage when you're engaged and when you're married get back to that momentarily so this Midrash is saying that Shabbos is complaining, oh, where's my soulmate? And then Recep says, no, the Jewish people are your soulmate. And then at Mount Sinai, when we got the Torah and we were commanded to keep Shabbos, the Jewish people and Shabbos were reunited in this beautiful love story. Okay, very nice. But what does it mean? What idea Midrashim are always trying to convey deep spiritual ideas? So let's put our heads together. What does it mean to say that Shabbos is married to the Jewish people? Jewish people are married to Shabbos. What's that, what, what's that all about? Any ideas? Yeah. Um, like, a marriage is like something that, it's like a commitment, and it's there forever. And I think that like, with Shabbos, people like sometimes think that it's just like once a week. But when you're like married, committed, like... Like, every day and, like, so maybe it's important. Beautiful. So there's a commitment there, and Shabbos is a way of expressing a relationship, Then there's a yearning there, as we, which is similar to relationship. It's a, it's a great idea. Awesome. I'm going to take it in a little different direction. That's a, that's a very nice idea. Any other ideas? How is Shabbos and, uh, Shabbos and the Jewish people, soulmates, partners, married to each other? All right, so let's look inside. And I think we have to go back to creation. We have to start at the first question. Every day in creation has a soulmate. What does it mean that every day in creation has a soulmate? Like the one four two. Right. So we're going. You're ruining it. We're going. <laughs> it's okay. But I'll explain it. And I'll explain it together. So. We'll do it quick. We'll do it quick. Okay. So, what was created on the first day? You guys can write it in if you have What? Or. Or. Beautiful. So, or and chosheh, light and day. Day one. You mean light and darkness? Light and darkness. Very good. Light and. War. Okay. God created or and Choshech. Beautiful. Who remembers? What was created on day two? The um, Rakia. Okay. Very good. So the heaven and earth were split up, so to speak. Meaning there was a raqia, there was a separation in the heavens above and the earth below. Okay? So shamayim ba'aretz. It's beautiful. Excellent. Day three. Like the vegetables. That's right. Land and vegetables came out and emerged. Okay. Day four. Sun and the moon and the stars. Beautiful. You guys know your stuff. Amazing. Okay. Day five. Who remembers animals. what was created? Fish. All the animals and the fish. Actually, that's not true. No,
1: not water. the fish. The, the fish and oh. birds.
0: the birds. Oh, it right. Fish and birds, not animals. Because what was created on the sixth day? And the animals. animals and mankind. Which day? And what was created on the seventh day? Or Sabbath. <laughs> Sabbath, yes. Wait, can we just... Yes. Okay, what was the fifth day? The fifth day was the fish and the birds. Oh, sorry. And then the sixth was... um, The animals and mankind. the seventh day is the Sabbath. Shabbat. Did you write something? Beautiful. Why? It was fun. (laughs) I said Sabbath. That's good. Okay. Excellent. Not someone who's heard this shear before. Can anyone put the pattern together and see who's... Sorry, I didn't realize anyone was actually reading it. Okay. Animals and mankind. Fish and birds. Sun, moon, and stars. Land and vegetables. Heaven and earth. Light and darkness. Seven. Okay. Can anybody put the dots together? Who's aligned? Which days are connected to the other days? Yeah. One and four. One is light and darkness. And the fourth day is... Sun, moon, and stars. Excellent, beautiful. Because light and darkness is very theoretically beautiful, but it's a beautiful idea, but how does light and darkness express itself? Through the sun, through the moon, through the stars. Actually, (laughs) don't worry so much about it. Just listen, just listen. Okay, excellent. Now, with that preface, can anyone tell me another connection? What's another connection between the days? Who What's another connection between the days? Wait, are these like soulmates? Is that, is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. Well, I'm not saying it. Rabbi Shim Bar Yochai said, every day has a soulmate. So we're trying to find the soulmates. heaven and earth is like fish and birds. Heaven and earth is like fish and birds, right? Because who lives in the heavens? The birds. And who lives in the fish? The Not earth. I'm sorry. It's... it's
1: Waters.
0: It's the waters from below and the waters from above. We're separated. And who lives in the waters? The fish. Sorry about that. Waters. No. So you see that? The water and the heavens are the potential. They're the space. And the actual thing which lives in the water and the heavens is the five. They're the actualization of the potential. You with me? Yeah. And so now we can fill in the blanks. What's the final pair of soulmates? Nine land and that's land and it wasn't vegetable. yeah that's it was plants and animals and mankind because who lives on the land? All mankind. Mankind. That's right. So once again this is the potential and this is the actualization. You can't really have this doesn't have a purpose if you don't have this. And this can't doesn't have where to live. The animals don't have where to live. The mankind doesn't have where to live. They don't have land. So each one needs each other to become their true self. So perhaps, I don't know, perhaps this is what Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai was alluding to. He's saying that each day has something which brings out its potential. And that's why they're soulmates. The day one, again, light and darkness aligns with the sun and the moon. Day two, the heaven and the waters aligns with the fish and the birds. And day three, the land, which has the animals who live on the land. Ah, all beautiful. Yes? we bring out potential? Ah, there we go. So, so now we get to understanding, what does it mean when Shabbat says, I don't have a soulmate? I don't have something to bring out my potential. Which makes sense, because nobody was keeping Shabbat until the Jewish people come and guard Shabbat, and then when Jewish people are created and we keep Shabbos, we bring out the essence, the whole purpose of Shabbos, the whole purpose of creation, and Shabbos, and the Jewish people get married and live happily ever after. Okay, you get the idea. This is one possible perspective of what it means that we are the Jew are the soulmates of Shabbos that we get married. No, you say that when we like keep Shabbos. So when we when I'm not saying anything. Rabbi Shimbar Yochai says that only when when the Jewish people accepted upon themselves to keep Shabbos, then the Shabbos was consoled and he felt like he had its soulmate. He had its way to be actualized. Because now the partners can can bring the best out of each other. And the potential can become actualized. You get the idea? Yeah. Very nice idea. It I, I wasn't my own idea, but... I think it's a very gorgeous idea. And um, and actually, I think we see this concept of, of uh, the marriage, the wedding canopy of the Jewish people and Shabbos in many texts. Um, I brought this, for example, it says, And God bless Shabbos. And he sanctify it. Normally we think of it as sanctified, but if now we start looking at it as he betrothed it, a kiddushin, then maybe it gets a whole new meaning about what is Shabbos all about and what what we're doing when we're doing Shabbos. So let me just t- step back for a second and say, what's the difference between kiddushin and nisuin in a marriage uh, ceremony? Anybody? Need, no? Yeah? Yeah, it's engagement. So what does that mean halachically? When you're engaged to someone, yes. as opposed to being married to someone. Not in modern day yeah. jargon, but in Holachic language. Yeah? You can't, but yet there's. So-, so then what happens when you're engaged? You're right. You still can't live with. Right. So what happens is the following Kadosh means separate, like holy, as Ramban explains. So you are now separate. From all the rest of the women in the world, and made connected only to this one woman. Don't they combine it now? So nowadays, at under under the chuppah, we do kiddushin with the ring, and then we do chuppah a a minute later. In the olden days, it used to be kiddushin was months before. But during that time period, you were forbidden to everyone else in the world, and only when you were nisuin were you permitted to your husband or wife. now we do the kiddushin right before we do the chuppah. I'm saying just because, like, people can get like this. Because their problems happened uh, when there was a kiddushin and the chuppah were separated, there was historically lots of problems, and so they said, let's do it, run, run next to each other to avoid certain problems which emerge when, whatever. It just for historical reasons, it can be very problematic sometimes if you're engaged to someone and not yet married. It can create a lot of issues. But... More importantly for our purposes, here's what here's the idea that I'm trying to get across. So be with me. On Shabbos, there's a lot of Iserim. There's a lot of things you can't do. Right? And sometimes that scares us because it's like, oh no, I can't do this, can't do that, can't do the other thing. Can't, and it seems like oppressive. Right? But is it oppressive when you're under the wedding cap canopy and they say, no, you can't. Not this guy, not this guy, not that guy, not that guy, not that guy. All the guys in the world are forbidden. Is that oppressive? It's not forbid oppressive because it's creating the space for a true relationship to blossom. The only way that relationship can blossom is if it's exclusive, is, 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 is if it's set aside that everyone else is usser and just um, and just you and her exist on a certain level. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So what I'm saying is that just like in a wedding canopy, in order to create the space for the two people to come together and become one, the first step is that everyone else has to be off limits. That's kiddushin, and then the next step is nisu, and when they can become one with each other. Okay, so the first needs to be what's oser, everything else, and then there's space so that we can be, become one. Okay, and I think that's a lot what's going on in Shabbos. Shabbos, a lot of things are oser can't go on your phone, you can't go on computers, you can't go, do this, you can't this, look to that, and it's not to be oppressive, it's to create a holy space to have that holy date with the Kaddish Baruch, to have that special time with Hashem. We're doing the Kiddushin in order to create space to then go and embrace Shabbos and do the, the Nisuin and become one with the Kaddish Baruch. Okay? You mm-hmm. with me? And in fact, Perhaps we can even find an allusion to this in our prayers. The Metiv Shalom points out, and we start out our Amidah on Friday night. We say Ataki Dasta, "You sanctified us, kidushin, the language of betrothal." But you know how we end the last Shmon, uh, the last part of the, the third Shmon asray by Shalashuddish? Ata Echad Echad. We talk about oneness. What does that remind us of? The Yichud when we are one with the Kadosh Baruch when we're no longer just everything else is us, but we actually feel this oneness. We we're, Hopefully by the end of Shabbos, if we know how to do Shabbos properly, we, we can embrace it and we feel that oneness. Yeah, and it's not just uh, everyone else's is us-er, it's really another beautiful uh, analogy, uh, which I, I heard from my rabbi, Ravita Michelle. He says... If you begin Shabbos, you light two candles, right? Shabbos candles, Friday night, two candles. How do we end Shabbos? After Shabbos, we have a Havdalah candle, where it's two which have now become one. A torch which is twisted, and now it's one, one candle with two different wicks. So the goal is that to go from two separate entities, me and a kaddish Baruch and by the end of Shabbos, just like in a marriage, I'm one. I've become somehow one with a kaddish Baruch Okay? You with me? It's a, that's the wedding ceremony which is happening, okay? And I'm specifically saying that it's dependent on us. In other words, we can get you can get married, and it could be the worst thing in the world because if you don't invest in the relationship, it's no fun. You're in prison and it's terrible. Or you can get married, and you can make make it a beautiful, beautiful experience. But it's all based on how much you invest into the relationship, and that's what we do on Shabbos itself. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's the, uh, the uh, first of all, it's just, a, it's just a nice idea. It's not like, but perhaps the idea is that since we've been together in shops this entire time, we feel like we're one. And we're taking that oneness with us for the rest of the week. We'll get back to that when we talk about Havdallah and Bezerat Um, What did I want to say? Okay, so I want to give you, throw out there a challenge. Okay? And um, the challenge is this. Very nice philosophy, Shabbos is a wedding, Shabbos is um, a nice date with a Kadosh Baruch Hu. But how do we actually make it an experience to get closer to a Kadosh Baruch Hu? What can we actually do on a practical level, which can make Shabbos feel like not just another day, which is, you know, a lot of things are awesome. But How do we actually make it feel like a time to get closer with Hashem? Throw some ideas out there. That doesn't have anything crazy, yeah. Maybe because it's like your wedding day and like you don't like come to like Friday night like dinner, like you, like more like like on like a nice outfit. Okay, beautiful. So the way that we dress can definitely um be impacted if we really feel like we're getting married to Hashem. beautiful. Yeah. Well, like, Okay. Like really like. okay, so the truth is I don't really feel that differently the way I dress either not everyone's yes. the same some people things like that affect you and then you have to find your own personal connection mm-hmm. and of course the the are made for Amistra for the, you know different people connected different things but that's okay if that doesn't do anything for you so that may not be your connection point and everyone has to find their connection point any other ideas? How do we make it a... Yeah. Food. food. That's right. Especially, if we, like we talked about in different classes, you take food and make it a relationship with the Kadesh or a way to really feel like God is giving you love. That's another beautiful way to connect. Like just like at a wedding, you have a beautiful meal. Right? So I'll tell you what, what, what it was for me. So going back to our original, you know, my original question, maybe some of you guys have struggled with this also. Okay, so imagine you go on a date, and actually, uh, I was talking—I was, you know, talking with my my wife before this year. Um, you know, we had, we have a little Wednesday afternoon date because I missed my night with her, so we we did Wednesday nights and I reviewed this year with her a little. And she actually told me this happened to her with a guy once on a date, so it's a true story, kind of. So imagine you're on a date, and you know things are going really great. You like this guy, you like this girl, whatever, and you show up, and you know you do a date at gone soccer. You know, the park. And then you see that there's a great, the guy sees that there's a great football game with his buddies. And it's like the third date and you're like, listen, can you just give me 20 minutes to go play football with, with my friends? Like, I'll come I'll come right back. Like, you know, we'll, we'll chill later. But I, I don't want to miss this game. It's going to be really fun. Right? So, you know, do you go on a fourth date with that guy? No, Depends on how much you like him. But probably, probably not, right? Because what's he missing out on? He doesn't. He doesn't know how to prioritize. It's like it's good. Go play football. It's a great thing to do, right? But not now. Like later, after the date tomorrow. You know, find a different time. There's nothing wrong with football, but you know, this is our date. This is our time to be together, right? So that that's what I I, I came to understand. That like as much as you know, playing sports all Shabbos was super fun and I loved it. It's not usher I'm not saying it's usser. And maybe for some people where they're at, that's what they need, but. It's not the, the goal of Shabbos. The goal of Shabbos is to deepen our relationship with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. When I'm playing sports and getting all sweaty with my friends, it's fun. It's not really deepening my relationship with Hashem. Yeah? So that's why they say it's not the spirit of Shabbos, because what is the spirit of Shabbos? The spirit of Shabbos is to learn and to daven and to have meaningful conversations with friends and things like that, which actually keep you in the headspace of, deepening your relationship with God. And so that's what I started doing. I stopped playing football. I played football on Friday. I played, you know, basketball on Sunday. But Shabbos was the time I went to the base matters, and that was actually the time when I really felt like my relationship with Hashem grew grew super strong. Um, because you need that commitment and commitment sometimes, unfortunately, or almost always unfortunately, means no. I have to say no to a lot of things in order to say yes to the things that really mean something to me. Yeah? So, you guys will take that—you know—take that wherever you need to take it. But it, that's that's the idea that we have this marriage relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the date that we have to deepen this relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is on Shabbos. Got me clear? Okay. With that, I wanted to share one one similar beautiful idea about Rosh Hashanah because you know, Rosh Hashanah is coming, and of course, also Shabbos energy. Um, and uh, I think this whole mushel that I've been trying to explain to you guys very much relates to Rosh Hashanah. So uh, here's the story. It's, a, it's an analogy. of modernizing it a little bit. Okay? So the question is like this. Is Rosh Hashanah a happy day or is it a scary day? Is it an intense, sad, like, whoa day or is it a joyous day? What do you guys, what do you guys Joy, Why? I think it's both. It's both. Why? Explain Cause yourself. Like, it's, it's, it could be like scary because like, you realize how much is on your plate and then like, you're doing shit about which is, like, like, I don't know, it's kind of intense sometimes. Um, like, you want to be in a of life. Right? But, um, To get a fresh new start with that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch, exactly like the Gemara says that the, we don't sing Hallel on Rosh Hashanah because the books of uh, of uh, life and death are being are before us. So how can we say Hallel? And on the other hand, there is an element of really extreme joy. Uh, because we are renewing this relationship with Hashem. Beautiful. Any other answers? Yes, no, maybe? Want to share? What Rosh Hashanah is for them? The truth is, different people have different experiences with this. In certain communities, there's more of a stress on fear. And maybe, like, in some of your communities growing up, it was like, It's like really intense, right? That's how it was for me growing up. And then some places, especially here in Eretz Yisrael, they sing and dance, and Hasidim sometimes like you know go crazy. In a lot of yeshivas, it's like that. That's how it is for the yeshivas that I've worked at, and it, it a little bit depends, you know. But there are both elements in there. There's an element of fear, and there's an element of joy. But Hasidis definitely stresses that the ikr, the main feeling we should be having is joy. But why? So here's here's the mashal. You have a guy. And he's hanging out by Ben Yehuda Street. And he sees a girl. And it's the first Tuesday afternoon or whatever it is. And, you know... And immediately the guy knows. There's no questions. That's the soulmate. He found her 100%. And they get into a conversation at least like three minutes. And it's for sure. It's for sure. It. They both had the same Kofix iced coffee. It's like it's, it's made in heaven. And then something happens. You know, a swarm of yeshiva and sem girls. You know, mingle. And he has to go back for. She has to go back for curfew. And he loses her. And he's looking and he's looking. Can't find the bus and the train. And he can't find it. And the problem is, he didn't even get her name. Can't even Facebook her. He doesn't even know what seminary she's in. He has no idea. So what they talk about? They talked about Rebar or Kofix. Which one's more, more high quality? Coffee. Bean, coffee. Bean. Coffee. Anyways. So. They, he's looking. He's looking. And he looks at Tachan for the week. And he looks at Emek. And a month has passed, and he looks on every teal, and he's, he's he's calling up all his friends, and everywhere he goes, a month passed, two months passed, yeah, six months passed, a year passes, ten years passed, he still hasn't found. Tens of thou, six, four thousand years, and he still hasn't found. And one day, <laughs> okay. And he moves to Israel. And, of course, he buys one of those electric bikes. But he's... No, I have a scooter. He has an electric (laughs) bike. And he does not wear a helmet. He doesn't wear a helmet. And a policeman pulls him over, says, Where's your two dots? And he's in big trouble. Because this is his third time. His third time, not. You have to Yeah, so long. And now he's in trouble because he could lose his. Not only could he be fine, he could lose his permit to drive his bike, and he's very very nervous. And he really doesn't want to lose because he has a court case, and he prepares a whole speech about how he was going to save some little kid, and you know it'll never happen again. He's really really sorry. He's going to change. And, he writes out, but he's still super-duper nervous because so much is on the line for this court case. And he walks into the court. And who does he see? Who's the judge? Her. Ah, oh, it's the girl. It's Sprintzola. Sprint- 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 so <laughs> Six thousand years later. Six thousand years later. And here's the question. How does, he fr- how does he feel at that moment? How does he feel when he finally meets the judge? His heart probably drops. No. His heart drops. Right? Is he scared? Is he nervous? Yeah. A little. He's nervous. But is he scared because of the punishment that she's going to give him? No. That's not important anymore. So what's important now? Ah, oh, he, That he found the girl. That he found the girl. Oh. You get it? You get where I'm going here? Yeah. So too. explain explains. I forget where I got that Marshall from. But one of the Hasidic rabbis explains that that is what's happening on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur. The Pasuk says, Search out Hashem when He is close. When are those days? These are the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when Shuvah is particularly easy, when it's so great to regain our close relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Yedid-Nefesh relationship that we all have the potential to have. But unfortunately, sins have separated us from feeling that closeness. They've created a barrier, as the Rambam writes, between us and Avinu Sheba But during these days, when we do Tshuva Shlema, when we just come out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we're real with Him, uh, He says, you know what? I'm willing to renew our relationship. I'm willing to forgive everything. And a person can really feel, can really tap into that closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu during these days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And truthfully, every single Shabbos, a Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is just like a bonus time to feel that love relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So yes, it is a days of judgment, and our whole year is being judged, and there is definitely a serious aspect of the day. We need to take it seriously. We need to dive in our hearts out and cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's a lot on the line. But, at least the Hasidic perspective is, mostly our feeling is, it's awe. We're trembling, but it's out of joy. Because we know we have the potential to finally find our true soulmate, our Kaddish Baruchel, our best friend, our best friend. And that is the essence of Rosh Hashanah. And that is the essence of every single Shabbos. Every single Shabbos, we have the ability to come back to that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch By the way, that is also why there's a custom the Mishnu Bura brings down that Erev... Uh, on the source this is on the other source sheet, unfortunately. On the first page, so, the first year I give source sheet. So I'm just quoting for you outside, but I'll, I'm happy to give you it. it I have it here. If anybody wants uh, the source? The Mishnu Bura writes that during the days between, Aserci, uh, in, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, the Aserah Simei it is especially holy... And a good thing to do, and the right thing to do, to do introspection, to journal. So, right at the end of your day, what did I do good? What did I? What can I do better? Plan your day for tomorrow. He writes that every day this is a beautiful thing to do, but especially during these days of seriously Chuva, these are the days when we can gain closeness to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But it doesn't happen automatically. It's not just like you're you're in, say a bunch of say a bunch of prayers, and you're you're good. You, it's a real relationship. Meaning, you have to talk to Hashem. You say, Hashem, you know, I'm struggling with this. I'm not really ready to do this yet. I really need some help with that. But I'm really doing good on this. You need to make it as real as possible. And the realer that we make that discussion with the Karash Baruch Hu, that Shmuz, the more real uh, our relationship is with Him. And that's also why every Arab Shabbos writes a Kitzar Shulchan Aruch. I know I should have brought on a sheet, but I forgot and others bring down is an idea of doing a little bit of tshuva. Of, of also looking through your week thinking maybe I did this right, maybe I did that. I could work a little bit on, on that. Again, because it's like before the wedding day, we want to like, you know, cleanse ourselves, do full tshuva and then be able to jump in to Shabbos Kodesh with that full embrace of a Kaddish Baruch. Okay? I want to tell you one last story because it's cool. And I have uh, four minutes left. So I go to the shuk this, today, this afternoon. And you know, I tell you how, like, I try to say Lechavit Shabbos Choder, and I sent that little video. So I've been doing this for years. And I told you there's even bumper stickers that say Lechavit Shavuot Chodesh. So you can find them sometimes. But people don't really say it back to me so much. It's pretty rare because they don't know what I'm talking about. And especially because it's like usually Monday or Tuesday. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Today specifically, mamish. today, at 4 in the afternoon, I saw schub. It's like very harif stuff, and that's like my favorite thing to buy for Shabbos. I was in this shop, and I was by, by this store, and I say, Wow, homemade schub, how much does that cost? And the guy says, 15 shekels. I say, 15 shekels? That's a lot. You know, I'm like on a teacher's salary, like 10 shekels, 12. He says, if you say L'Chobot Shabbos Kodesh, I'll give it to you for 12. And I said, What? Really? I was like, I'm just teaching. I, I didn't tell him the whole story. I was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. Just gave a cheer about the Chavachah is Kaddish. I said, the Chavachah is Kaddish. I saved myself three shekel. Goodbye. Thank you guys. Thank you thank you, thank, you. thank you. thank you. So, here's our homework to get... I should. I really should. Right? No, he's, she's out. It's like a special... You're right. I should give... It, I should give that a three second. Okay. So, our homework. Okay, guys. You get extra chance because you also can do this on Arab Shabbos. And you also... Oh, I just realized something crazy. So crazy. Wow. You want another Ashkacha practice story that just happened? Okay. So, today the wor- Today we just gave a share where we talked about the creation of the world. Right? You notice? You like that? that was cool. What is today? What is today? Chaf <laughs> Elo. What happened to Chafhe Elu? The world was created. Aleph Tishrei, mankind was created. Six days earlier, God created the world. And we had Greeks, which is what God created the world with. And I just I just realized that right now. So Ashkaka Pradesh number two. Amazing. Okay. Happy anniversary. Amazing. Thank you. Because mankind was created on the first day. The world was created six days early. Did you guys fill out the attendance? Did everyone write a attendance? Oh, oh. I, okay. I, I wrote everyone's name beside me. Okay, great. All right. I want to bless you guys. Guys, I want to bless you guys with, amazing, with an amazing Shabbos, an amazing Rosh Hashanah. You have two homeworks. Homework number one is to say L'Chavah Shabbos Kodesh. Homework number two is to make Shabbos a wedding. Okay? How are you going to make and make, shh, make Rosh Hashanah a wedding? Okay? How, how you do that, I'm going to leave that in your own hands. I would recommend, in particular, this Rosh Hashanah, have a conversation with the Kaddish Baruch, Hu, especially at the end of your Amidah. Talk to Hashem. Thank Hashem for the beautiful year that he's given you. Make it real. And make your relationship with the Kaddish Baruch. Hu. Beautiful, that's the whole uh, point of life. have a great shopping.